So now you've got a tool that you can do that will simultaneously reduce your anxiety and improve your creativity in, in really measurable ways. And that's really powerful. It's Wednesday, October 12th, and you're listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. Every weekday at noon Pacific time, we go live on TikTok to discuss mental health, mental fitness, and accessible techniques that everyone can use to reduce their psychological suffering and live a happier and more fulfilling life. Today, we're discussing alternative practices that are proven to put the brain in a meditative state. Let's hop right in. Hello, hey, Jake. We'll get that down. We will. We will. We did it yesterday. We, we both greeted each other right at the same exact time. But, you know, we're, uh, we're getting better here. <laughs> How are you doing in this? Uh, are you feeling the fall spirit? I am feeling the fall spirit. We're uh, both Jake and I are in San Diego, and it's, uh, it's been really gloomy, which is not something we're used to. And yesterday we actually, did you hear the thunder yesterday? No, I didn't. Oh, we had a great thunderstorm. So J- Jake and I live, I think it's like 12 miles apart. I'm a little bit closer to the coast, and we had a thunderstorm, which is extremely rare for San Diego yesterday, and it was phenomenal when sat outside. Oh, I love thunder. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Breathe and Think Better Live. We're a live TikTok show focused on mental health and mental wellness. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about alternative forms of meditation. So, so far in the show, we've we've generally covered a lot of breath work and meditation techniques that Jake and I have been practicing together for a few years. There are also techniques that we teach together at breatheandthinkbetter.com. And today we're kind of we're going to dive into things that are a little bit outside of our wheelhouse. They're they're things that we we have experience with and things we've done, but they're a little bit different from the formal kind of I don't know uh general meditation techniques that most folks might be used to. But these are all grounded in some science, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the science behind them, and then we'll share some of our personal experience with them. Uh, We're going to be covering walking meditation, uh, something called binaural beats. We're going to talk about yoga nidra or non-sleep deep rest. And then let's see, I had one more for us to talk about, oh, chanting um, or oming. So we'll talk about all of those today on the show. As always, anyone who's listening, if you guys have questions as we're, as we're talking or if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, go ahead and toss that in the chat. Or if you just want to say hi, we'd like to hear from you guys and, uh, and we'll cover those. But let's start with walking meditation. I think that's probably the one that Jake and I have the most experience with out of the topics we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to let Jake share his experience first with, uh, with walking meditation, and then I'll kind of cover my experience and then some of the science that we know that uh, that's kind of surrounds that technique. So I started regularly practicing walking meditations about two and a half years ago. And it was when I was li- living with roommates, but I had moved out and I moved in on my own. And so I was now single, living alone in a new neighborhood and I'd get home from work and I knew I needed to meditate because, you know, we have a media company. So my mind will be racing, uh, creating media all day long and I need to find a way to unwind and I didn't want to just sit still. 
So I started going on just long, whimsical walks. And no phone, just walking around the neighborhood, just focusing on my breath. And I've tried a lot of different ways of doing it. Like you can count your breaths. So Mm -hmm. I've gone on walks where I've counted my breath up like one inhale, one exhale. That's one. You just pay attention to where you can feel your breath. Try to get to 100. There's days where I was like upwards to like 250 Mm -hmm. where I'm just walking around the neighborhood counting my breath. And in the beginning... It's tough. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, sometimes getting to 10 (laughs) is tough. Yeah. Yeah. But once you just get into the rhythm of it, it becomes very, very rewarding. And you can become absorbed in your breath. You can become absorbed in your sensory experience. And there's something that happens when you're able to walk around and get exercise and also improve the quality of your mind at the same time that just makes you feel really good. Another technique that I've used is more recently too is the Shinzen Young, the see here feel technique mm-hmm. where I just go through my sensory experience for the entire time on my walk. So I'll notice when I'm seeing, when I'll notice when my visual field is like the most prominent where I'm just watching the trees and everything. I'm, I'm getting distracted by images of thoughts flashing kind of in front of or behind my eyes but then I notice like the birds chirping or the cars going by then I notice like my breath and so Mm -hmm. like those are all different forms of the sensory experience and you know our minds constantly shifting from each one that kind of helps us improve that uh that fog light of attention like I actually just want to touch on like the spotlight fog light of attention because Alan Watts talks about this, and I think this is really interesting. He talks about when you are driving, right? You're using your fog light of attention when you're driving because you can automatically drive the car, but you can also have like a really intelligent conversation with like the person next to you. So it's like, what's paying attention and what's driving the car mm-hmm. <laughs> like how, how does that how does that work like how am i operating this vehicle but also listening to this podcast or operating this vehicle but also having a good conversation with the person next to me and that's because we're able to how does it how does what's the best way to explain this when you're doing something automatically and paying attention to something at the same time Those are like the different types of attention experiences that we have. And when we work on paying attention to what our mind skips to each time, we actually get better at it. And it improves what we call like the fog light of attention. But I think going on those mindfulness walks has helped me become such a better listener just in like everyday situations especially like when we're out in like a a crowded area and someone's talking to you but you're also like paying attention to what's going on doing these walking meditations has helped me become such a better such a better friend like Mm. in those social experiences where i can walk around like a fair or something Mm -hmm. and also listen to my friend talk to me like really truly listen like paying attention and i think you know, that's kind of the whole purpose behind this practice is I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better listener. It's it's so interesting. It's like when you sit down and practice, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for everyone in your life. 
And I think the walking meditation for me personally has been one of the most effective ways I've been able to become a better listener in my life. That's great. And it, that's very similar to my experience with the walking meditations too. Often I will focus on the breath, count the breaths, and use that kind of as the anchor to keep me in the present as I'm walking. There is another technique with the walking meditation that I've, that I've had some experience with that I enjoy. And I got this one from Joseph Goldstein. I mentioned him yesterday. He's a Western Buddhist teacher. And he loves walking meditations, like listening to this guy talk about what you think he was talking about, like ice cream sandwiches or something. Like he, he loves them so much. And for him and his technique, the way he teaches it is instead of the breath, you're actually tuning in to all of the musculature and like skeletal movements that you can while walking. So he walks very, very slow, which I, I actually have a hard time doing. I'm a fast walker, but the idea is to walk very, very slow and notice everything from which toe hits the ground first to, you know, is it your toes or your heel, ball of your foot? How does that feel underneath the foot? what happens to the shin and the knee after that. So it's really tuning into the entire movement and getting as close to those sensations as you can. And I found that that was really entertaining, which helped keep my attention, right? Because it's, it's something that I don't normally focus on at all. So going through these motions and like really feeling what's happening in the body to the point where you can even try and see what's happening in the mind. Like when is the mind signaling to the foot to move and you, you start to open up sort of all these sensations and, and thought patterns that you didn't know were there because it's something that just happens automatic, which is this, the same idea behind kind of attuning to the breath. The breath is always going automatically and when you focus on it, you kind of, you find that there's a lot more there than you, than you thought there was. So I really enjoyed that. Really quickly, we're talking about alternative forms of meditation today on the show. Jake just shared his experience with walking meditation. I just wanted to touch on some of the, the science behind walking meditation because it's really interesting. And I'll put some of these links into the show notes. So each one of our shows here on TikTok Live gets turned into a podcast. We're on all major podcasting platforms. It's called Breathe and Think Better. And in the show notes of that podcast, I'll include links to some of these studies and things that I'm going to mention. But one of the things that Jake mentioned from the walking meditation is the increased blood flow. Like when you get home from work, you don't necessarily want to sit still. You want to move around. So walking is actually going to increase that blood flow, which is great. And then there was a study in 2017 that showed when you combine the, the walking and the meditation, the anti-anxiety effects of that practice were exponentially higher. And it's a, it's a really fascinating study. I'll put, the, I'll put the link in the show notes. But we know that meditation helps with anxiety. We know walking and exercise helps with anxiety. And they found when you put those two together, it's exponentially better for managing anxiety, which is really fascinating. On the other side of that, combining the walking and the meditation can improve your creativity. So Stanford, I think they said that walking boosts creativity by an average of 60%. And then they also have studies on how meditation improves creativity. So combining those two makes a really powerful tool. So now you've got a tool that you can do that will simultaneously reduce your anxiety and improve your creativity in, in really measurable ways. And that's really powerful. 
So again, I'll put those links if you want to do more research in the show notes of our podcast, Breathe and Think Better. But for now, let's move on to binaural beats. So binaural beats are, are an interesting one. Jake and I both have a little bit of experience with this. We actually wrote an article about binaural beats a long time ago, kind of before they were they were really hip. But the, the idea of binaural beats is it's actually an auditory illusion that's created by your own brain. When you play two sounds, one in your right ear, one in your left ear, and then the brain actually tries to harmonize the two sounds and it creates a third tone that you hear. And the idea is that you can listen to these certain tones and then the brain will enter a specific state relating to whatever tones you're listening to. Jake, have you ever have you ever listened to binaural beats and, and given them a try at all? We gave them a try when we were writing that article like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time I've like even heard the word, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> I, I don't have much to add to the binaural beats. No, that's fine. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up because it's it they're really popular. If you go on YouTube and you search for binaural, so binaural just means both ears and so the binaural beats. And you have to listen to them with headphones in order for them to work. But if you go on YouTube, some of these videos have 50 million, 60 million, 70 million views. They're wildly popular. And I also don't have a ton of experience with them. But I think the science behind them is fascinating. And again, I'll, I'll toss the article we wrote into the show notes so you guys can, can kind of read up on, on the research we did. But it's a really interesting kind of way to, to enter a meditative state without meditating. And that's kind of the, the subject of what we're talking about today. It's these alternative forms of meditation, things you can do that can put your brain in a meditative state without actually doing sort of a formal meditation like we've been talking about. So I'll put that article in the show notes. You guys can read up on the binaural beats and uh, experiment for yourself. So let's move on to the next one, which, which Jake and I have a little bit more experience with, and that's yoga nidra or non-sleep deep rest. They are two different names for the same practice. Non-sleep deep rest is just a coined term. It actually comes from Andrew Huberman. Uh, we, uh, we've talked about Huberman before on the show. He's a neuroscientist out of Stanford University. And it's the practice of entering the conscious state of mind that falls between sleeping and awake. That's the, that's the best sort of uh, explanation that, that I, could, I could find. Basically, it involves going through a guided exercise where you're laying down, you're, you're staying awake, but you're getting really close to sleep. And the restorative properties of that are said to be, you can do non-sleep deep rest or yoga nidra for 30 minutes, and it's like taking a four-hour nap. That's what the science says so far. Um, Jake, what's your experience with NSDR? Well, I do know it sounds just a lot like regular meditation because there's something that happens when you're able to stay alert and conscious, but also calm and relaxed at the same time. And so that's why when you want to, that's why when you meditate, you want to be in an upright and alert position. And this is the difference between just taking a 20 minute meditation and taking a 20 minute nap. Mm-hmm. you're going unconscious when you take a nap. And so it just has different, you know, different things happen there. And so when you stay conscious and consciously relax your body, there's some restorative properties there that, you know, I can't quite explain besides 
that's what we do every day and it works. <laughs> like, especially like talking about like the creativity and everything. There's nothing better for my creativity than meditation. And like going back to the walking meditations, after a hour walk where you're focusing on your sensory experience, I'll come back to my laptop and I will have the most creative things to write and share with people. And it's I, like, I can feel it. Like, I don't even try to be creative and I just listen and observe. And like the things that just come out of me are like, whoa, like I, I surprise myself when I'm able to just calm myself down, but also keep myself in an alert state of mind. And so with the non-sleep deep rest, I remember when you sent me the 30 minute exercise, this was probably like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember doing the 30 minute exercise and it reminded me a lot of just like a body scan, mm -hmm. which I'm a huge fan of. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's this Buddhist nun named Jaya Sara with this incredible Australian Buddhist teachings that she has. Like she's got this beautiful Australian voice and she just runs through, like you can go on YouTube and look her up and, and you know, you just type in Jayasara body scan. And those are actually my favorite, some of my favorite meditations to do lying down. I, I do really like that 30 minute Huberman non-sleep deep rest. Uh, but they do, they, they, there seems to be some overlap there with what's going on. Yeah, there, there definitely is. And I have way more experience with traditional mindfulness meditation than I do with yoga nidra or NSDR. But I think the difference for me, and I don't know if this is correct or not, this is just what I do, is when I'm doing an NSDR, it's typically when I'm tired and I, I, I feel like I want a nap. I, I'm not a napper. I don't take naps. But when I feel like I want to take a nap, I'll do with this NSDR. And it's essentially, as opposed to meditation where I am definitely keeping myself alert, the NSDR, I don't. I don't do that. I, I don't fall asleep, but I let myself wander, I think, is is where in meditation, what I'm doing is, is noticing the thoughts and then redirecting. Whereas in the NSDR, I'm not redirecting. I'm noticing the thoughts. And, and if I get absorbed by them, that's fine. I try and stay present while I'm doing that, you know, and, and experience the thought itself and wherever it, it takes me. But, but I'm not redirecting. So I think for me, and again, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it. That's just, that's how, that's how I understood it when I was taught it. And that's how, that's what I've done. And it, it is, it feels different. And it's, you do get very close to falling asleep, but obviously you want to, you want to stay conscious. So you're, you're kind of getting the most out of that. So that was, uh, that was Yoga Nidra or NSDR. It's kind of an alternative um, meditative or a meditation technique to get into a meditative state. Um, the last one I wanted to touch on today is chanting or oming. Jake and I do this every, this one every day, so we, we've got experience with this one. Om is a ancient and sacred word from Eastern spiritual and yogic traditions, including Hinduism and Buddhism. It's pronounced Aum, A-U-M. And that word itself doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have like a a very strong intellectual meaning but the the spiritual and and power in the word itself is is the way it's formed in the mouth and throat and jaw and the resonance that it creates when you make it the idea behind oming or chanting is to repeat the word om 
It can be used in conjunction with other Sanskrit words or Hindu words, depending on which discipline you're practicing under. Typically with Jake and I, we just use the word Om. We don't add any other additional words or mantras to it, but you can. And the idea is to repeat the word in a rhythmic pattern of breath while focusing on the vibrations and the resonance in your own vocal cords, in your throat, jaw, and nose. And I, I love oming and chanting because it can be used just as a traditional meditation practice. Instead of just instead of focusing on the breath, you're focusing on your own feeling of the vibrations and the resonance in this part of the body, in the in the nose, throat, mouth, and jaw. And it, it really gives you something a little more concrete, I feel, than the breath to focus on. And it also sort of foc- or forces you to breathe in this really slow, rhythmic pattern. And we'll, I think that that's an appropriate exercise for us to demonstrate today towards the end of the show. We still have a few minutes of, of, of talking here, but, but we'll, we'll guide you through a, uh, an oming exercise um, towards the end. But Jake, what do you think about oming? Yeah, so the first time I was exposed to oming was from my friend and one of my mentors out here in San Diego. His name's Sujantra, and he owns a couple meditation studios out here. He introduced us to oming at like the beginning of one of his practices where you start off with with four ohms, and there's something behind it where like the first ohm is up, right, left, down. Mm. Um, so like, that's like the, the way you center yourself, you do like them in groups of four. And then, you know, like Danny said, you, you focus on the vibration and your breath and it really helps you extend your breath, which we know there's some science back benefits from just extending your breath. The vibration also releases some nitric oxide, which helps your body better absorb oxygen. So there's actually scientific back benefits to this exercise. I believe traditionally you start, you do oming and chanting to kind of help get you out of your head, kind of help calm down that mental chatter that's going in your head. And it kind of helps ground you in the present moment. So Danny and I have adopted this practice where when we get together, we do four ohms before we do like a breathing exercise or a, or a meditation because it just helps us kind of like prime our body and mind and just get ready for that meditation. And it really does help calm the mental chatter in our mind. And it's I think it's very similar to just like, okay, you know what else helps you feel better? Talking sharing with a friend singing like yeah singing and so like it's all very connected and so it's just you're we're just doing it on purpose and i think it i think it really just helps ground us before we do a more you know uh like a mindfulness meditation where you know we're just sitting still and noticing our sensory experience just the act of like being able to hum a little bit just is it just makes you feel really good there's this other, uh, I was exposed to it again, actually through an artist that Danny and I really like. His name's LS Dream. And shout out to LS Dream. <laughs> shout out to LS Dream. And he was doing like, uh, this was during like the pandemic. He was doing like a two hour guided meditation set. And um, I had a friend down here 
and, and we have like mutual friends and we did like five minutes of humming during like a and, and we couldn't believe how incredibly good we felt after just five minutes of humming and so even you know just f starting with four hums really helps you go deeper than that and you can get into some really interesting states of mind where you feel like bliss that's a that's a really good point too it's a ohm is it doesn't have to you don't have to say ohm you can you can just sit and 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 hum and that's going to have beneficial effects as well but uh we we've got we've got four minutes left so why don't we uh why don't we do a quick kind of ohm humming exercise and then uh if there's if there's any time afterwards we'll just we'll just kind of sit and in mindfulness for a few minutes afterwards so i'll i'll lead us in here and i'm going to move my microphone back just a little bit so i'm not too loud there we go and um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take inhales, long extended inhales through the nose, filling up the belly and then the chest. And then we're going to start with the om, And it kind of starts with an A sound, like a om, and then close the mouth and hum until we're out of breath. And then right back into an inhale and then right back into an om. We're going to do four together here right now and go at your own pace also. Sometimes when I do this, I feel like laughing because like it's kind of funny, you know, just sitting here oming. And if you feel that way and you want to laugh, go ahead and laugh. We're we're here to uh, there's we're not taking anything too seriously here. So uh, so go ahead and, and do this with us. This is a fun one. All right. So in through the nose, filling up the belly and chest. Then we're going to ohm into another inhale. Wow, that's a different experience doing with a microphone and headphones on. I really enjoyed that. Thanks for everyone who tuned in to today's show. We do this show every weekday live on TikTok at noon Pacific time. It's called Breathe and Think Better. 
you want to listen to this episode or any of our other episodes in entirety, search for Breathe and Think Better on your favorite podcasting platform. We will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. If you want to register for tomorrow's show or explore some of our free resources, make sure you check the show notes of this episode. And if you want to learn more about meditation and breathwork, visit breatheandthinkbetter.com. We will see you tomorrow.